little later than usual, but the ratings for this have just been huge, yeah, well, so we had to move it. <laughs> yeah, no, we had the, yeah, we had this fitted in here, uh, top of the hour, it'll work out. Uh, yeah. Less than an hour now. I, I wasn't going to get to say this before, but less mm-hmm. than an hour from kickoff. I was going to say an hour and a half. Uh, but the big NFL news of the day, as you both, I'm sure, are aware, the Super Bowl halftime show performer has been announced officially. Oh. He's officially been announced. So you're on the edge of your seats. It is who is it? Usher. Okay. Uh, it is. It is Usher. A lot of air okay. out of the room. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I can't remember a more disappointing performer to to be picked for this in in yeah. recent memory. I mean, back when you know it was they were goofy kind of things back in the '80s and '90s, whatever. But recently they generally get pretty big name stars usher hasn't really been a big name star since 2003 yeah i, was I ask, want to say what which super bowl are they announcing him for yeah. one that already happened or the one that's coming up? i mean i think a, a large part of it has to do with you know they don't get paid uh the the super bowl performers uh, is, is a free show just for exposure and these big stars don't need exposure yeah uh, so you know why, why is taylor swift going to do a show for free yeah. at the super bowl when she doesn't have to so it's Usher. Uh, hopefully they get some old other big-name people. I, I don't know. I'm not <laughs> excited at all for this. But my question to you, Pete, in relation to the Usher announcement, oh. pick one band, one artist, one something. What is your ideal, absolute, perfect Super Bowl halftime show? Oh, boy. Well, I think it's already. we've already seen it. Yeah, and I knew you were Prince. going there. I knew you were going there. <laughs> I'm sorry, well, I interrupt you, you, Prince. And you're nice. You're nice enough to put a put in a little Prince here and a little Prince there when we come in and out of breaks, and I love it because you know, we go way way back. And I thought he was. I I don't think anybody's been close to him since he actually performed that. That's just my opinion. And there's been some that I thought, wow, that was one of the worst I've ever seen. But uh, gosh, that's a really great question. That I don't know. You know, I think I think some of these older rock bands, even though they're they're out of touch a little bit, I think some of those would would be fun because we see it at the fair every year if it's journey or somebody of that you know era or whatever i think something like that would be pretty great i'm a country guy though and i don't know how many country acts have really been uh been put out there for the halftime show but i think a kenny chesney wouldn't be bad yeah has there ever been i don't know if there's ever been a a true you know country performer do the the i think garth i think garth might have done it garth yeah uh, yeah. So I here's what I don't understand because it's not like I mean, <laughs> it's not like the Super Bowl is a five hundred one c three right? I mean, this is not a charity. Why can't they pay the, the halftime performer? I mean, they make billions on this game. The, the, it costs a small fortune just to get in the door because they haven't had to. I, I we'll see. I would well, not be shocked now that they've confirmed Usher for this Usher. year. If maybe next year they say, ah, you know what? Maybe we'll shell out a little bit of coin. <laughs> So we I don't would, get Usher again. I would like to see, only because I missed them when they came here and I thought they'd do a great show, I would like to see Pearl Jam do the halftime show. Ah. I'd like to just, I mean, just, can we just, you know, let, let's let's have it be what it is. Let's strip it down from all these effects and lighting and people floating yeah. and just put on a damn good concert, right? Like, just put <laughs> Pearl Jam out there. Let them rock for 17 and a half minutes and then go into the second half. You know, You know who... Put on a pretty great performance with all the frills, Prince. He still yes, had the yeah. frills, but it was still a great performance. You don't have to get rid of he the did. frills to do a great job. And it was in the rain, guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah purple rain in the that rain. Also it's still, su- you are right that that was the best halftime show, Pete. Yeah. You're I'm also correct. surprised that he did it for free. Knowing what I, you know, like what we know about Prince now, I mean, I, I just, 
And I'm not trying to badmouth him because you, you can't do that. But <laughs> I'm surprised he would do it for free. But anyway, but, I But think about this, guys. You're, you're talking about hundreds of millions of people. So you, if you have a new album coming out yes. soon, yeah. oh, man, Maybe there's no it. better yeah, way. There, you don't need to – I mean, you'd almost pay to be in there, I would think. Well, and, I mean, <laughs> yeah, Usher's got to be thrilled. Nobody's thought of Usher in 20 years, so oh. I'm sure – yeah, the, the Usher renaissance comeback is coming. But, like, the big, big na- – like, Taylor Swift isn't going to do it, you know? No. Because she doesn't have to. No. Uh, I don't think she does anything for free. No. <laughs> I don't know. It's, She's it's, a money woman, I think. <laughs> we'll move on here over to you, Dave. Mm-hmm. The I should say today is the day that the Wild begin their preseason schedule. That's in Colorado yes. this afternoon, two o'clock. The rosters are already out for that. Obviously, not every you know big name starter for either team is going to be out there. It's first game of the preseason. That's fine. Also, that means basketball season right around the corner. The Wolves preseason schedule starts October fifth, which is a very good day. Uh, so my question here is going to be a two-parter ahead of this winter sports season. Okay. Part one, who has a better season, Kirill uh, Kaprizov or Edwards, Anthony Edwards? Oh, and in uh, the same vein, which team finishes in a better spot, the Wolves or the Wild? Oh, man. Well, in, in, in terms of where they rank in the league, I, I don't think it's – I don't think it's a real stretch when you say Anthony Edwards is uh, – you could make an argument that he's one of, if not the best young players in the league, right? I mean, he, he's just – he's doing things and playing in a way and elevating his team in a way that I, I think you could argue he's one of, if not the best young player today. I think Kirill Kaprizov is one of the best young players today, but there are a few names that I think go ahead of him still. So he's top five, so it's pretty close. That being said – I do think that this roster looks better uh, than it did last year. It looks more competitive, and I think it's. Uh, I, I think it. I think the wild, the wild making the playoffs. Just historically, there's a better chance of that than than the Timberwolves. Uh, and the West in the NBA is always difficult. So I, I'll say, while I think Anthony Edwards might be the better overall player, I think the Wild make the postseason and, and have a better season than the Timberwolves do. So, you're, well, so to parse it down there, you've got Anthony Edwards is going to have the better season, but the Wild are also going to have a better season. Yes, that's yes, correct. Got it. I met a guy from the, the Wild not too terribly long ago, and I, I think I brought it up to you, Dave, Jake Middleton, so I'll mm-hmm. take him over Kaprizov. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You might be the only one, but I like it. <laughs> I, I really like the guy, though. He yeah. seemed like a really – so I, I, you know what? That's the direction I got to go. But um, And you and I have talked about this a lot. I think Anthony Edwards is by far one, the best Timberwolf, and I think he is somebody so special that people better take note of who he is and what his abilities are for the team. That being said, you know, his abilities were unbelievable last year. We didn't get very far, but – if there's any kind of a, a change on that side of things within the rest of the organization, Anthony Edwards is ready to lead us to the finals. I mean, I think, yes. I think the world of that kid, I love, he has that Kobe Bryant in him where he's just, he plays, he plays every game. He doesn't take games off. I mean, he, he's got everything that I like about, uh, you know, players in the NBA that, that don't sit out games and all the rest of it. So I, I have to go with Anthony Edwards. And what about team, Pete? Timberwolves. 
Timberwolves I, and Anthony Edwards. Aren't well, here. I think I think he can lead them further. Uh, you know, how far can we go if we can avoid having to play Denver early? I, <laughs> I'd like to see us go a pretty pretty good distance. We're not going to get to the finals, but I don't think I don't think the Wilds going to the finals either. So oh, come on, uh, Pete, let's, they, let's get a hot take here. Come on, it could happen. It could I happen. Think the That's all right. I think the supporting cast that Kirill has around him is better than what Anthony Edwards has around him at this point, from what I've seen. True. Interesting. Yeah. All right. We'll move back to you, Pete. The Twins are now officially in the playoffs. Their magic number down to zero after beating the Angels two days ago. And then, of course, the infamous hangover game the next day. Uh, struggled a little bit. Uh, maybe some hungover guys. Maybe uh, some guys didn't <laughs> want to look into the sun too much that day. Lost one to nothing. It's fine. It happens. Right. You know, that happens after every celebration. Hey, Charlie, is your is the phone, is your ringer on, on your phone? Uh, no. <laughs> Okay, just making um, sure. Yeah, so the uh, – where was I? They're in Sorry, the, go ahead. No, no, you're good. They're into the postseason. Um, but Royce Lewis, Carlos Correa, both out with some soft tissue injuries. Correa supposedly with the full tear, uh, supposedly that makes it better. I don't know how that works. Somebody said that to me, and I said, that doesn't make any sense. If it's fully torn, wouldn't that make it worse? But no, apparently it's going to make him less painful. So okay. hopefully whatever. Royce, on the other hand, the hamstring, you just never know how those things are going to play out. When push comes to shove, Pete, when the wild card rosters come out, are those guys on the roster or not? Well, I'm going to say not. You know, unfortunately, the, 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 this injury situation, and it and it's happened a lot. We, we talk about Royce, but, I mean, how many times do you go back to Buxton? And so, you know, we just – if we could stay healthy, I think that we're a team that that's – good enough to get at least past maybe that first, you know, group of playoff game, but it's just not going to happen. I don't think we're, we are who we thought we were (laughs) and we're a 500 team. And that's just, that's who we are. And every time we talked about it all year, but I just don't see us getting very far. And if we don't have some of the superstars, and I think Korea is definitely in that category. And so is Royce, uh, that's going to hurt us. And I don't, I don't think they want to risk them getting hurt either hurt worse. I, um, after, after hearing what, uh, Derek Falvey said this week, where he, where he called, uh, Royce's injury on the plus side of mild, I believe was the exact uh, quote. <laughs> it, it does make me wonder. And, and obviously, um, he's got to be able to swing the bat, right? I mean, that, that's what it comes down to. If he can't hit, um, you've got people in the field that can take over, but he, he's got to at least be able to hit. He's got what four grand slams, you know, this, this five grand slams this season. He's been outstanding. I think uh, I think they're both on the roster because in a three game series, uh, at least for the first, you don't you don't need to have as many pitchers, so that gives you some an opportunity to carry a, a couple other guys. Mm-hmm. I think correct as long as Royce Lewis by the end of next week can actually swing a bat. I think they're both on the roster. If not, I, I cannot see a scenario where you would leave. It just seems so weird to me to leave Royce Lewis off a playoff roster. Granted, it's a first series. It's a short one, and he's injured. Um, I just that, – that if he can't play, I mean, if he just simply can't even uh, lay down a single and run it out, I think that's the only way he is not in there. Yeah, that injury yeah. looked bad. <laughs> it, did, no, did. I, they they said high grade one, uh, yeah. low yeah, so high end of mild. Like Which for the rest of us, by the way, is a grade seven, and we'd be out for six months. <laughs> yeah. uh, so and, uh, you know, worth pointing out too. This is just the wild card roster. When they eventually win the wild card round, as we all know they're going to, he yes. could be on the next round's roster. 
Uh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, if he, if he does happen to, to sit out and <laughs> we do make it through into the next round. Back to you, Pete. Both the Wild and the Wolves this week unveiled new alternate jerseys. And they're both based on uh, throwbacks. The Wolves have a jersey that looks very similar to that original 1989 year one jersey, both a blue and a white version of that. They're also going to have an alternate court with that original Wolves logo for those games when they're playing in those jerseys. The Wild, on the other hand, unveiled a new North Star color throwback. Uh, Give me your thoughts on those two throwback jerseys, if you have, in fact, seen them. And then I want... Your favorite, very best uniform in all of sports. Oh, I love this Any question. era, any time, oh. very best uniform. I love this All question. right, so uh, number one, I, I I was a season ticket holder when the uh, when the, when the uh, Timberwolves came back or were a brand-new franchise and absolutely loved it, thought it was great. Uh, it was great to be there to watch everybody else other than the Timberwolves, and it was a lot, <laughs> a lot of fun. <laughs> I told my dad, I go, look, Dad, when we're going to these games, don't come as a Timberwolves fan. Come as a Michael Jordan fan or oh whoever gosh. the visiting team yeah. is. And, yeah. and you know what? It makes it a little bit more fun because, you know, you're an expansion team that just started. So, uh, But I, I really did love everything about that era. Uh, although I got to tell you, I'm a North Stars guy through and through. And every time I hear anybody from Dallas tell me about the Stars, I always look at them and I go, you know what? You guys are us. You're just our yep. brother or whatever. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I, it's it's difficult. But I, I think that the best of all time has to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the orange, really? the dream sickles. I the loved them. Oh, I thought it was. We had the... You know, Buckeye Bruce on the side of our helmet. We were orange and white. Yeah. I loved everything about those uniforms. Um, I liked both, to be honest with you. I, lo- I love the throwback. I love the, you know, the callback to, to what they had. Uh, it's always so delicate when you're doing jerseys, you know, because if you go way off the board, it's almost never a great idea. The only thing I'd say is I'd love to see at some point um, a St. Paul Fighting Saints throwback mm-hmm. jersey would be something I'd love to see. My favorite jersey of all time, and it, it is it is not because I loved it, but because it's so hideous. It's just <laughs> wonderful. Is the and I may have talked about it on our show, I don't remember. The New York Islanders Gorton's Fisherman jerseys. Have you oh. seen those? Oh yeah. They are blue, teal and blue and I, it's not supposed to be the Gorton's Fisherman logo, I think, on the front, but it sure looks like it. They are so disgusting and hideous. But I love them simply for that fact alone. They're just awful. And they were, to me, they stand in a class all their own. They're just fabulous. I thought you were going for, uh, do you remember? I, it was only, I think, one weekend, early 2000s. The MLB did a future jersey thing. It might, might have been the 90s, too, uh, huh. where they, they had these horrific jerseys that were supposedly the jerseys of the future for different teams. Uh, I think one had sleeveless it was a sleeveless jersey that they all wore. Horrific. Love it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm looking at them it. right now. <laughs> yeah, those are awful. Yeah. Great those stuff. Are, really you know what terrible. I love about the, the Alabama? I don't think there is an alternate jersey, an no, alternate helmet. Ones. It's always the same. It's been what they've done in, in an era where everybody else is doing that and trying to recruit and everything else. And, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. We all love it, I think. But I think the reality is it's also really cool that Bama doesn't do it. <laughs> they just don't yeah. do it. I suppose. I, it's no, Notre Dame, too, like that kind of stuff, too, right? Or, or Penn State, you know. Mm-hmm. There are those classic New York Yankees. Uh, yep. have you know all those those classic i don't know i think it gets a little trite and tired 
personally. They have had some their fun. names have some sideways fun. on the back of the jersey. Like it was going up and down the side on some of them. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Those are awful. I didn't remember that. Oh, yeah. Those I have one terrible. last question for you guys, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I had a similar one last week. This week, though, I'm going to the Twins game. What, what, am, I, what am I ordering at the Twins game? Ooh. I defer to you, Pete. You, you've oh. never steered us wrong. Well, I, you know what? It's the only place in the world where I eat hot dogs. Well, that's not true. State Fair and Twins games are the only <laughs> time I ever eat hot dogs. And I, I think I would go to some sort of a fun, you know, and, you know, when I do a hot dog, it's not just sitting there in the bun. There's a whole heck of a lot of stuff that I'm throwing oh, on of top course. of it. And I, I don't know how you can't do that when you're at a baseball game. It's just, mm. it's part of the Americana of it all. And I love it. All right. So Pete, I've I'll never, send you a picture. Go ahead. I've never had it before, but, uh, Kramarchuk's, uh, they're, You've they're, never had it? What do you mean? I've never had it at, excuse me, at Target Field, I haven't had a Kramarchuk's. Even then, I'm still, yeah. uh, what do you, what I, do you mean? That's what I get every time. Well, I haven't gone to a lot of games as a fan. That's the problem. I always go. I was always going for work, but yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be there Thursday. Maybe I actually I'm going to the game on Thursday, so maybe I'll I'll have a Kramarczuk's, uh, uh Yeah, you better sausage. Polish. Get a Polish. They're great. All right, deal. I'm going to join you, Dave. All right, that's what I got for you guys today. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. Come back. More huddle coming up next. Oh, I thought this was the beginning of the A-team theme. <laughs> it's better than that. I don't Mr. know. <laughs> you don't know this? Really? It's, it's a, a TLC. No, is it TLC? Close. No. Is it? Destiny's Child. There you go. There. Did they do the halftime show at some point? Uh, Beyonce did, and she was Beyonce the Destiny's Child, right? So. Uh, someone on the City's Own Plumbing Talking Text Line says, Michael Jackson's performance at Super Bowl 1993 was the best performance and energized the crowd. Uh, it even trumped Prince's performance. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Yeah, no, I, I'm not no. afraid to say, uh, listener, uh, thank you for listening. You are wrong. Absolutely yeah. wrong. I'm with you, Charlie. I mean, but that's rewatch, only because you're from here, and <laughs> no. you're from here, and nobody no. can talk bad about no, Prince. Rewatch both of those online. They're <laughs> available will. online, and you tell me which one is better. It is not close. Not I loved close. Michael Jackson's performance at the. Super it was Bowl. great. It was number two, but it was great. <laughs> yeah. It was good. Uh, speaking of the NFL, Vikings and Chargers today at noontime. Um, everybody's someone's got to get a win today. Both teams. Over so far in the season, we uh, we went through the inactives earlier, Pete, and we were talked a little bit about this off the air uh, that the Vikings, who traded, would they swap six round picks this week for Cam Akers, uh, running back, because clearly they don't have any faith at this point in, in Alexander Madison to carry the full load of running. Um, I'm not sure why they would, because but it's not all his fault. The offensive line has has been brutal. I had two questions out of this. First of all, one. Why did they wait until they started 0 2 to address the situation that was there in the offseason? I mean, yeah. how do you go at, the, at some point? Doesn't it occur to you that Alexander Madison, though talented, is unproven and you might need something else? You would think. You would think. And, and you know what? I, it's, it's this era of general managers in the NFL, I think, that, that, that always look at these numbers, right? And everything is about that. And it's not about what you see with your eyes and the eye test of, of teams. And I, I think that's part of the problem. I think that's part of the problem with our offensive line. You keep bringing it up for all the right reasons, Dave. Yep. You're 100% right. I mean, the, the amount of times that Kirk gets hit during a game is ridiculous. Uh, it should not happen let alone getting sacked, but getting hit. And, you know, offensively, you look at our running game, it's been pretty poor. Uh, we know Dalvin was somebody who we were trying to work with, trying to get something done, never did anything, it never got anywhere. 
And then we eventually got rid of him, and, and here we are. And we're in this position where we have to go out and get Cam Akers, who's, he's good. Is he great? No. Is he? I don't think he's Dalvin. He's not no. the same age either. I know he's younger. But So here's the thing for you, Dave, that I'd love to run by you. Who are the best teams in all of football this year right now? Uh, 49ers. You yep. got McCaffrey. They're 2-0. and McCaffrey's yep. unreal. You got Atlanta's 2-0. and Why are they 2-0? and Well, B. John Robinson, Robinson. who yep. everybody's against running backs. They don't mean anything. They're useless. They're this. They're... That's so untrue. All the 2-0 and teams pretty much have a running back. Dallas has Pollard. Philly's got Swift. Miami's got Mostert. I mean, you go through it right now, and you look over at a Baltimore, I think you can almost count Lamar Jackson as a running back because he, he can run as often well, as he and wants. Same with Tua in Miami. Yep. Right. So... The running game is still there, and nobody wants to accept it, and nobody wants to talk about you know the fact that you kind of need a running game. It, it slows down the pass rush and all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And when you look at it, uh, the reality is, even at the end of this season, I guarantee you when you look at it, those teams are going to have running backs. They're going to have running backs that are getting the ball enough that it's going to put the defense in a different position than if you don't. And I think even with Cam Akers, it'll be interesting to see how well he adjusts to the Vikings. Hopefully he adjusts very rapidly. Obviously there's that that knowledge between he and the head coach, but I don't know. I just I just find this whole thing just mind-boggling how these GMs have pitched this to the media. The media is is hung on to it, and they all they all think that the running backs don't matter. They do. And look at Atlanta as the greatest example. That team was not very good last year for a variety of reasons. But now that they've got a running game and now that they've got their quarterback in position and he's he's not great, but I think he's pretty good. He's another guy the Vikings passed up on, by the way, yep. to, to work in our system. Somebody someday is going to have to be on our team that's going to be able to replace Kirk. And <laughs> we have never thought about that yet. Why address the future? That doesn't <laughs> yeah. seem like a very good idea. Um, yeah. The other... And so they, they get Cam Akers this week, and now we find out uh, last hour he's not playing t- today, which to me is is, is the biggest head slapper than, that I can understand. You go and you make this trade this week to bring this guy in, and granted it was Wednesday, right? Hmm. Well, when they brought in TJ Hawkinson last year, correct me if I'm wrong, he came in on a Wednesday and played on Sunday and, and had a really good game too. So and how can you not be re- – if, he, um, if he's injured – then I miss something, or or it's not out, and that's fine. But it's not really that hard as a running back to to be good enough to play, even even as just a backup. I, I mean, all you do is take the ball, kid, run forward, just go. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about anything else. Just when when we hand you the ball, go forward. And I know football is is way more. Uh, there's minutia and X's and O's than that. But you mean to tell me? That this, that that he is so far behind, that it's he's not worth even having in uniform today. <laughs> then why did you trade for him this week? <laughs> well, and, and I think it you could they could answer that hey this is for a longer term it's the rest of the year blah blah blah. But I agree with you, Dave. And you but and it's I not going to matter if they go zero and three. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, you're right. Um, but I but I think what 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 disappoints me is uh, you should have him. He's ready to play. It's not like he's coming and he hasn't been in a yeah. camp this year or something like that. He's been there. He was with the Rams. So the, that all is there. The problem that is easily fixed is Kirk calls the play. We talked about this in the break. Kirk yeah. calls the play. It's very complicated. They use all these really 
crazy things that they use to to call these plays. He just has to come over to Cam and go, hey, look, you're going to go off the right tackle on this play. I'm going to hand the ball to you. I mean, it's that quick. It can't, it's an extra second and a half after you've called the play, and you just tell the player what he's going to do. I mean, it, it really could be that simple. So I'm with you, Dave. I find it absolutely ridiculous that he's not going to be a part of today's game. And it shows me that they they they're just nervous in a lot of different ways, despite yeah. the fact that they made this move. It's really disappointing. But you could even you could even just have a couple of plays that are simplified sure. for him. And P.S. He played in Kevin O'Connell's offense before. Right. <laughs> it's not like he's not familiar with the coach and and what's going on. Yeah. So you have a couple of plays, or at most, just go over it with him on the sideline. Give him the old Bryant McKinney. Remember Bryant McKinney? I remember seeing the coaches going through the playbook with him on the sideline just to get him up to speed because he didn't know his playbook. But that's another story. Just throw a couple of plays in there for him. But I I find it hard to believe that he's so far behind that he doesn't make a viable viable backup. And and if he is, then then what was the point uh, of making this trade this week other than to try to avoid an 0-3 start? Which is which is very brutal to come back from. Zero two can happen. Uh, the the NFC North is wide open right now, uh, and so I don't know why you sign the why you sign Acres this week only to keep him on the bench. Mm-hmm. Interesting to me. Okay, well we'll step aside. We're uh, we're up against the clock here, so we'll take a quick break. Come back more huddle on eight three zero WCCO. Welcome back to the huddle, Dave Schwartz, Pete Najarian, Charlie Weiss, taking you up to the top of the hour. Uh, twins playing uh we have inside twins after this then twins pregame and then the twins uh taking on uh is it the angels today? Is it the angels yep. it, today? last game of the angel series last game of the angels game a series at uh first uh first pitches i believe one o'clock today is that right charlie one o'clock's first yep, pitch? Be correct. two o'clock one o'clock nope, one o'clock there we go uh joe ryan takes the hill for the twins he's 10 and 10 this year 4.3 era i was looking through uh the roster of free agents uh for the twins and made me wonder, I think a couple of these names here, I thought we'd just kind of get a quick reaction on maybe who you want to sign because obviously you can't sign everybody. Um, top of that list with a giant salary of $11 million is Joey Gallo. I think we can all be in agreement here that no, right? He's not going to make the playoff roster. I mean, Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah. there's no way that you bring him back. No. So, between, so I, I think as you look down here, Sonny Gray is next. He makes ten point one million. I, I, I actually, and I know that he's going to get upwards of what nineteen next year if he if he hits the free agent market, nineteen or twenty. Yeah. Um, I think you have to bring Sonny Gray back, but I don't. Charlie, do you think that they will? I mean, or do you think that they can? I guess is the bigger I don't question. Think or is he... You have to. I don't think they want to. Uh, I see no. I see very few scenarios where they do end up bringing him back. And pitchers are so fickle. They are yeah. so fickle. They can drop off a cliff, and Sonny Gray is about at that age. He could have another season or two where he's looking good, but why risk that? Why, why risk that going into it when you can go with other options? But who are you, who's going to fill his spot, though? I mean, he, he's had a really good year. And I know – how old is he? I, I, I'm forgetting on his age, but I just – I think he, when you have someone like him, like Sonny Gray, who's pitched as well as he had He's 33. Them, oh, that changes things a little bit. <laughs> I didn't realize he was 33 years old. Okay, maybe I'm changing my mind then. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, one of those options potentially is going to be 
uh, on the Twins roster today. Chris Paddock activated uh, today mm-hmm. for the Twins, was thrown 98 over in St. Paul the other day. So, that, I mean, you have guys that you're feeling somewhat more comfortable with. They're going to see what they have. I just I don't see many scenarios where Sonny Gray is on this team next year. How do you guys feel when you look at the at Major League Baseball and you see teams like Tampa and Baltimore? You guys are far more baseball people than me, so I don't pretend to be anything I'm not. So I, I but I'm a financial guy, so I'm going to ask you: If Tampa's entire salary is seventy three million, and Baltimore's is sixty million, and they're sitting there on top, getting ready to get into the playoffs, the Twins are double that; they're one hundred and fifty, but is what is it that they're doing so right at some of these other places that we haven't managed to do? Cause we are somewhere in the middle of the pack. We're not at the very bottom, but it's these dollars are massive in, in major league baseball. And I'm just curious what you guys think about that. Yeah. It's uh, in, in my opinion, the Baltimore and Tampa are in a little bit different situations. Baltimore got the way they are uh, because they were so horrible for so long. They got great draft picks. Uh, and they just got really talented draft picks. Tampa, on the other hand, is just really good at finding those diamonds in the rough in their development yes. team. It's phenomenal. I mean, it's the same deal with, you know, NFL teams having uh, quarterbacks on rookie deals, right? Mm-hmm. It's the, You see, well, how are they able to sign all of these great secondary players? Well, it's because they have a quarterback that's not making almost any money because he's still on that rookie contract. Mm-hmm. Similar like things going on in Baltimore <laughs> uh, and to a lesser extent in, in Tampa as well. Uh, but the Baltimore is really the, the pinnacle of that right now. They've got one heck of a farm system. Yeah, I mean, the, the Twins' farm system has been good, but it's they don't always come to fruition. The, the biggest, uh, I think, of that point is Byron Buxton. We've been waiting forever for Byron Buxton to have a full, really great breakout season. He's been very injury-prone. Is it Buxton or is it Sano, though? Oh, <laughs> I mean, Sano's yeah. not even in baseball this year. He didn't well, play. Well, Sano's a huge bust. I mean, that that just – that went south so so badly. Uh, I mean, almost almost uh, Nishioka esque. That one ended up being. But I also think that consistency is just the difference for this team. You know, in the first half of the season, you know, they they have trouble facing lefties. Uh, they can't pinch hit. Now in the second half of the season, certainly uh, pinch hitting, and and they were terrible with the bases loaded. Now two of those things uh, get fixed because Royce Lewis comes on and and is playing incredible maybe three of those things actually in the second half I just the consistency just hasn't been there with this team which is the same reason why it bother it bugs me uh going into after winning a really weak central division um that to to, to really think that anything big is going to happen with this team because they just the the three three game series five game series it consistency has not been this team's strength this year it's the playoffs, though. It's a crapshoot, and, and particularly in the playoffs, you know in hockey, a mm-hmm. goaltender stands on his head, and he can take a team all the way through. Your pitching staff is going to be that goaltender, and, and the Twins have a pretty decent one. They have the best pitching staff that they've had on a playoff team in 15 Agreed. years Agreed. More, uh, since that streak has started. So, yes. uh, I, I mean, who's to say at the very least first round? Um, I, I'm not going to predict that, of course. That's nuts, but I, I don't think it's... I don't think it's that outlandish to say that that is a possibility. Uh, but I think you have to qualify it, though. Starting pitching has been great. Bullpen has had issues this year. Yeah, well, how about Brock Stewart, Paddock coming back, Varlin moving to the bullpen. We'll see. You've also got uh, Alcala coming back up. So you got you got a lot of reinforcements coming up from AAA here for this postseason push. We'll just, so, so, Charlie, let's get our predictions on the table here. Where do the Twins go in the postseason? 
Uh, I, I do. I think they win the first round in three games, and then I think they you lose think... second round. Okay, Pete. I'm in the same boat. I, I I like them enough that they can do it in the first round, and then I think unfortunately it's a fairly early exit. I think it depends on obviously saying the, the qualifier here is that the playoff picture is not set, and there's any one of three or four teams the Twins could face. I think at this point, uh, if yeah. the playoffs started today, but I. I I'm going to say this. I think they win the. I think they win the the, the three gamer. I think they win the first round. And I think they lose in the second round. I so do. We, I think they'll win two series. Uh, two series. Two series. Yeah, oh. I do. You think they win the wow. second round too? So you think they make it to the uh, ALCS? I do. Wow. I think. Wow. That the, I think if they can get hot, and I think if everybody is healthy, everybody is healthy. I think I'm just saying it to be different. That's all. I just yeah, I fair. can't say the same thing as you guys. Well, if well, we I thought you were going to say they weren't going to win at all. No, no. I think they will win. I think I, I think we've seen this team at times look really great, and then at, at time it's, it's the consistency. And so whatever team shows up, if it's the good Twins, I, I do think that they could go to the ALCS. I don't think they're going to go to the series or anything like that. But we go I to the second round. I'm going to treat you guys to that game. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> yeah. That sounds I can't great. Wait. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. We'll wrap things up with a slate of NFL games coming up next. You're listening to The Huddle on 8.3 on WCCO. Welcome back to The Huddle. A few more minutes here before we get you over to Inside Twins and then uh, Twins pregame. Inside Twins today, Justin Morneau and Latroy Hawkins are the guests uh, on Inside Twins today. Uh, we've got a couple minutes here, Pete, before we get to what we think the Vikings are going to do. Give me one other game that you are watching today. Uh, that seems to have piqued your interest. Uh, you know, it, it's always hard for me because I go to the obscure games that nobody else is all that <laughs> interested in, to be honest with you. But uh, I'll give you this one. How, how about um, when I look at Tennessee and I like what I see so far, obviously quarterback is not great, but neither is it Cleveland. And they gave all that money to Deshaun Watson. I just find that game to be kind of an interesting one. I, mm-hmm. I just can't quite figure that one out. And it's, uh, you know, that for that reason, it's going to be a lot of running. Um, it'll be interesting, but New Orleans going to Green Bay is Jordan Love real or not? I think that's that's another one too because I don't know if it matters. The whole team's out. Yeah, the whole team is out. <laughs> it's amazing, right? I mean, receiver, running back, left tackle. Yeah. I mean, you name it, they're gone. So it's going to be tough. And and they they actually have had injuries throughout these first couple weeks, but. They didn't have to play exactly murderer's row either. So yeah. <laughs> they're two and a, or whatever. I'd one like, and one. One and one. I'm looking forward. I'd like to see if the Lions, uh, if Falcons are two and oh, I mm-hmm. think this is a legit team that they're going to play today. And I've been kind of beating the, the drum on the Lions uh, all, all year, thinking that they were going to win the North. So I'm curious to see uh, what they do today against Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, fill in the blank, gentlemen. The uh, Vikings will win today if. <laughs> Uh, Justin Jefferson goes for 200 yards. He could today. He could. Uh, that's not even, yeah. I, he I, could. I, I think that's a, a decent ability. No, I mean, more seriously, uh, the Vikings win today if they can stop Justin Herbert. That's yeah. that's all you got. Uh, if, if the D-backs are able to to shut him down to a relatively small game, they will win mm-hmm. this game. Yep, and they, I would say it just a little bit differently. I would say that if they can force two interceptions from Herbert, uh, that we win. If not, if he doesn't throw a pick, I think that uh, they got our number. I would say if they can, for once, not turn over the ball, that'd yeah. be a, a really great uh, thing. Because what they have seven turnovers in the first uh, two games alone. Yeah, yeah, that's that's just brutal. Hang on to the ball, don't fumble it, protect Kirk, uh, and I do think this is a very winnable game for the Vikings today. And and the way things have been going, the NFC North. 
uh, everything, everything is open, right? It's mm-hmm. just, it's wide open. So enjoy the uh, games this afternoon, everybody. It's been a pleasure to do the show with you guys this morning. Thanks as always, and we will see you all next week.